Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to episode 44 of the Women's Running Podcast and our 14th workshop. I'm Esther Newman, editor of Women's Running. This episode is our virtual Vitality 10K debrief. We've got a lot to unpack here. But most importantly, Holly is back from her walking holiday and we obviously have to chat about that first. She was aiming for two of the three peaks, but I'll let her explain more about that with no spoilers here. We talk about our 10k and annoyingly listening back to this, I say that we failed. We didn't fail. We did the damn thing. But we didn't do what we promised ourselves we would do. So we chat about that and tactics to avoid lying to ourselves in the future. The big discussion point here is that we've got a half marathon coming up on the 15th of August and we need to give ourselves a big talking to and we need to prep properly for what will be a warm race. So the big thing we talk about here is training using heart rates, specifically training in zone two of our heart rates. And this makes us both feel better because basically it sounds easier, but clever science means it'll make us better runners. Hurrah! I'll add the science bit in the show notes, so have a look there. But in the meantime, know this. There are five heart rate zones that runners should pay attention to. These span from zone one, which would be used for recovery runs, up to zone five, which you'd only use for very fast interval workouts or in those closing metres of a parkrun PB effort. A well-rounded training programme should see runners working in all training zones at different points in their week, but with the majority of their training done in zones 1 and 2. However easy you think your run feels, it will usually put you in zone 3. Zone 2 runs use predominantly slow twitch muscle fibres, whereas a faster run will start to use fast-twitch fibres, which makes sense. Slow-twitch muscle fibres are full of mitochondria, which are your cell power banks and capillaries. This means that the muscle gets a better blood flow and with training becomes more efficient at using this extra oxygen supply as energy. Plus, it reduces the chances of injury. All the calculations to find out your heart rate zones are in the show notes. 
a fitness tracker or smartwatch should help you immeasurably here if you have one. Now that's covered, it's on with the show. You should totally become a member of Women's Running. For one thing, podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. And for that, you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love, like lovely kit, nutrition and class memberships. And more than that, you'll be one of us, which is priceless. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPod at the checkout. Come and join Women's Running. We'd love to have you with us. Was it tough going? I've never actually gone up Snowdon apart from on a train. (laughs) It was, well, we quite fancied getting the train down, but we didn't realise it's quite pricey. Is it? Yeah. £22. Oh, shit. Because I went, so we went when Ted was, I was pregnant with Felix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like five or six years ago or something. And um, yeah, so we weren't going to, and Ted was like 18 months old or something. So Fair you know. enough. I did see a few very small children and it yeah. shamed me a lot. It, it does, I, but then they've got the train, so it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> I did find it quite tough, but um, yeah. also actually really enjoyable. The first kind of two thirds of it was absolutely fine because it was a relatively nice day. Mm-hmm. And then we got in the cloud just Mm. for the bit where it started to get really steep. So that was a bit kind of heads down, don't speak to me. I'm (laughs) going to get on with it. Weirdest part was there was a queue at the top. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, what, to go around that bit at the top? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was like a queue to take a picture or to kind of go, oh, I did it at the top of the thing. Was it terribly British? It was all terribly British and incredibly polite, (laughs) but also really bizarre because... Obviously, there was nobody there manning it. Yeah. So no one had masks on. Everyone was just kind of bumping into each other. And it was quite, it wasn't very socially distanced. Yeah. And I was like, how utterly bizarre that the top, the summit of Snowdon is probably the most, the least COVID safe place that I've been yeah. in a year and a half. Very strange. It was very weird, but it was lovely. And it yeah. was a nice kind of vibe of everybody was really chuffed to, because it was not very nice views and and nasty rainy when we got to the top yeah but then really guttingly so then we went to the lake district and we were in staveley i've uh, never been to the lake district before so yeah. i didn't know anything about it but it was quite near windermere oh lovely yeah which was lush so we did lots of nice lake walks and we did paddle yeah. boarding on the lake <gasps> which was really, i want to do really that bad. it was so <laughs> nice we did all of those things which was lush but we couldn't do scaffold because we were only there for two days and yeah. it just tipped it down the whole time. And we asked someone and they were like, it would be really, really, really horrible. Yeah. To Plus dangerous to coming it. down, especially, I think. Yeah. yeah. So a bit gutted about that because my three peaks went to two peaks, went to one peak. Oh, and I felt peak? like a, But I peaked once. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it sounds like such a nice time. It I'm was so, so nice, Esther. I so loved it. Did I, you pack yeah. enough snacks? Did you have enough? Lots yeah. of snacks. We made, um, what did I have? I had a cheese and cucumber bap Ooh. halfway up Snowdon, which was really nice. Though that was just as it started to rain. So I've spoken I like an really... ultra run of that, actually, I'd have to say. Proper yeah. food. None of your rubbish. Yeah. A proper bap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, how nice. So lovely. But it was really nice to feel like I had a sort of, uh, because 
we'll come on to it, I'm sure. Yeah. But my confidence in my fitness levels and things had kind of been knocked a bit by the 10K. Right, and yeah. it was really nice to have a week of all go like we were doing lots and lots of things lots yeah. of walks lots of like activities and things and it was really nice to feel like I had a sore body in a nice way yeah I, I had soreness but not in the best of ways after the 10k yeah oh god shall we tell everybody the sad truth which was that all <sighs> we set out to do was enjoy it and we didn't even <laughs> manage to do that I know we failed miserably it wasn't our say, fault. It was the weather for me. It was really hot, wasn't it? And yeah. I, but it's kind of, um, I do think that I just don't listen to my own advice. And I'm a plonker. And, and I, I, went out, I went on a day. It was, it was a hot day. I was already grumpy before mm. I went. I was a bit grumpy as well. I think, I think I'd had a bit of a, an argy-bargy with Dave. And then... Also, I was trying to get home in time to pick up the kids. And I was just like, oh, such an idiot. Such an yeah. idiot. So, um, yeah, talk me through your one then. Mine was, um, I think I was similarly a bit grumpy. I, I, because we did it on a weekday and neither mm. of us took the day off or anything, mm. I think that played into it a bit as well because I was slightly thinking about things I had to come back and do afterwards. And yeah. that was all a little bit stressful. But I set off really slow and steady and I was I was quite enjoying it for the first like two miles. Mm. And then uh, about, I don't think I've run anything because it wasn't that nice weather in the lead up before yeah. the actual 10K. So I don't think I'd really done a long distance, a distance longer than about 5K in the sun before. Yeah. So basically I did up to about a 5K and I was like, oh, that was pretty tough, but halfway and then the second half my body just was struggling so much I think I I made the stupid mistake of I had tea before I went Um, and I had um I don't think I even had any proper food I think I had tea and then I had and then I panicked and was like oh it's actually looking pretty stonking out there maybe I'll have a glass of water yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not correct preparations at all very last minute panicky like oh, I should probably drink before I go on this yeah. and so I just don't think I had I had enough water right at the end I stopped and went popped into a mini Tesco and got myself a LucasAid and some jelly babies nice. and smashed them on the side of the road and then managed to do the last couple of miles <laughs> but it was really tough going from about sort of two and a half, three miles on. I yeah. was really, really struggling. Like the kind of headache as if you're hungover, where it's like a bounce, uh, your brain's hitting the side of your yeah. head, yeah. headache with every step. And just a bit gutting because I felt like we were ready and it was a gentle distance, but I didn't drink enough water and my body got tired quicker than I anticipated in that heat. Yeah, I, I just, I, I had such a similar experience because, mm. and, and it reminds me of when people talk about um, the London Marathon in, I think it was 2018, I think that was the hot year, or it might be 19, mm-hmm. I've forgotten now. Um, but one of them, they, they had, it was a, a kind of unseasonably warm day after a very, very cold winter. So everyone had got used to training on snow and ice and very, very cold yeah. temperatures. And suddenly you have a day that you're racing where it's really hot and it can just knock you for six and I had exactly that and like I you know I think we'd done 
you know, together we'd done, we, we were determined to make it like, just let's just enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. you know, let's just be ploddy and stuff like that. And, and so I was determined to do that, but I had this little nagging voice in the back of my head, which was like, it's only 10 K just go yeah. for it. Just go for it. You know, Me so too. I, I absolutely wanged it. And when I look back now on Strava and I look at all the runs around it, I've done it yet again. I look at all the other runs and I am a slow runner. Okay. So all my other runs, roughly speaking, no matter what distance, it's about 10 minute miles I do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, sometimes it's a little bit slower than that if I'm going further. Sometimes it's a tiny bit faster than that if I'm going a bit shorter. That's 10K, which I'm doing, I'm going to do in quotes, 10K. I did it nine minute miles. And unsurprisingly, kind of about the three mile mark, I was like, this is awful. I am actually going to die or I'm going to have to stop, which I very rarely have on a run. I thought I was going to have to stop. That's what I felt too. I was so nervous that I was like, because in my head I'd been very like, it doesn't matter. We're having a nice time. It's, I can do it any day. And then I suddenly kind of realized on the run, I don't think I actually have got any other days that I could physically fit this in. And I also had the same thing where I was like, I'm going to have to abandon it and tell everybody that I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I had to come home. I had to, and I remember that because I I ran the following day and I remember running the following day and coming back and feeling, and I think it was an equivalent distance and I felt absolutely fine. Mm. Absolutely fine. But I had, I had made such big mistakes, like with the temperature, I didn't take any water with me. I just thought, no, I didn't either. I'm, I'm not going to wear my hydration pack for a 10K. Don't see the point. I'll just drink before. And I did drink beforehand. And I, you know, but I had not eaten properly either. And I think I went, um, yeah. it was like, I know, I know I had to pick up the kids fairly so- shortly afterwards. So I think I left at about half one or two or something like that. Um, and just, yeah, I didn't eat proper, hadn't had a proper lunch. I hadn't managed to do that. I think I'd had some meetings or something. Yeah. And it was a wholly kind of depressing kind of thing. And anyway, I came back thinking, well, at least I've done it. Um, and then, yeah, and Holly starts laughing. And then, and then I think, well, the stupid thing is, is that last year for the Vice Hazard 10K, I had my Garmin and my Strava set to miles rather than kilometres and had misjudged how many miles equal 10 kilometers. Me too. Knowing it's sort of six, but thinking it's a little bit more than that, but not that much. Um, and so um, I'm never going to make that mistake this time round because that was such a painful run. So while I was running, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to do 6.15 just to make sure. I was going to do 6.2, I think, or even 6.3, but I, I was in such pain by that stage. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just want to stop. I just want to stop. That'll be fine. That'll be fine. And of course, it's not fine. So I came home, linked everything together, just thought I'd check, and it's 9.96 kilometers that I did no. on that day. And I sent that to you with some swear words. And I went, oh dear, what a shame. And then I thought, I'll just have a little check as well. Because I also set mine to miles. And I did 6.2. But 6.2. It turns out 6.2 miles is not actually 10K. It's 9.98. 9.98. <laughs> we smashed 
separately a 9.96 and a 9.98. It's the most embarrassing. <sighs> it makes me upset every time I look at my Strava. I, I mean, I have to submit it. So I'll submit it. And then I think I'm going to delete it forever from my Strava because my miles, my <laughs> minute per mile, whatever it is, is the highest it's ever been. It's something like, and I'm not shaming anybody for my, I'm usually like an 11, 12 minute. So I'm quite slow. Uh-huh. This was like 13 territory. And I, because every step I was just like wading through my sweat and tears. Yeah. And then I, it was also not a 10K. So every time I look at it, I feel extremely upset. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I did too. So I, I then... At least you've got a lovely, impressive... People are going to go, oh, God, she's fast. Bet that was a piece of cake for her. Oh, I was... I just felt like crying when I got home from that one. It was just awful. Yeah, me and too. I, I think I did have a little cry. But I did... I, the, the, so two days later... Was it two days later? I can't remember now. I think it was, that was on a Wednesday, wasn't it? And so I think two days later, I then did... Um, I couldn't, I, I just, and this really irritates me too, is, is I cannot find a 10K loop. Yeah. So the, the easiest thing I can do is to go out for three miles, come back for three miles pretty, pretty much. Um, so a, a couple of days later, I did my, one of my normal loops, which is seven miles. Um, so I, I did that. And then, so that ended up being the one that I submitted and my timing's all over the shop. I'm, I'm gutted. I mean, obviously, it was a much nicer run. I did it early morning, which is my usual time. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, still no breakfast or anything. But I'm used to running at that time with no breakfast. I'm used to doing the half six kind of run. Yeah, um, that's what I it, like doing as well. I'm a no lovely. breakfast person. Yeah, and I think... That for, was the problem about the midday run for me. Yeah. Was... I'd made the same mistake and I'd gone, oh, I don't really like eating before I run. And then I think I'd had a bite of toast and been like, no, I, it yeah. doesn't work for me. And I, I should have that's really weird. Down. I think maybe we should, um, we should get a nutritionist on. Um, Let's you know, do it. But to talk to them about how we can do that, because I think if you are, I, 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 I reckon it's all going to boil down to practice, but I reckon if you're used to, <laughs> doing early morning runs like we are um then we should stick to doing early morning runs and if we know that we've got a race coming up that's not early morning then we need to practice running at that particular time because yeah because i think because i'm i'm so used to like even when i do a long run at the weekend i'm used to having maybe half a banana um but but that's about it really but then i'm i'm packed out with gels so with the long run, then I'll kind of be taking energy on board as yeah. I go kind of thing. But this, I'd, I'd had like nothing. I can't remember having anything before. Oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not true. I think I'd had half a cereal bar. Half a cereal bar. I mean. Half a cereal bar, not. It's not enough. Not enough. No, we yeah. definitely do need to chat to somebody about it, don't we? Because I yeah. can't eat the kind of stodge that I feel like I should be eating because I'm a bit mm. nervy and it just doesn't really go down. Yeah. But I need something because, yeah it meant that I just had to have a very sticky handful of jelly babies for the rest yeah. of my... Oh, yeah, that's fun. Well, I do... I, yeah. do, and I, I think... didn't know what to do with them, actually. No. That was an interesting point, because I had to buy a whole packet, but I knew yeah. I wasn't going to eat a whole packet unless I was wanted a Paula Radcliffe experience. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to just sort of hold a handful of of the amount of jelly babies I thought I would eat yeah. and then throw the rest of them away, which was very sad. Oh, that's why you need a hydration pack. 
Yeah. I, I, that was another thing that I was really silly for not doing because I, in our chats in the lead up to it, I was like, oh, I'll wear my hydration vest. I bought mm. it. I was, yeah. I wore it for my Snowden walk and it was, I loved it. So I know it works now. I know I like it. I know I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but I panicked and I was like, do I want to wear this? Because it had only arrived like two days or something before the 10K. Yeah, yeah, it has, so I hadn't had a chance to wear it on a run. And I'm actually quite glad I didn't because I did discover when I was walking with it that if you wear a T-shirt or, a, you know, something sleeveless, then yeah. it's a bit scratchy on the arm underneath yeah. there. Yeah. So I've learned that now and I'll only use it if I've got like a base layer on or something. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't think more about water. Yeah. Um, I knew that that was going to be a thing. I knew even if it wasn't going to be as hot a day as it was, that it was end of May, early June, it was going to be warmer than any, any run I'd big run that I'd done before. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't, I, I panicked on the day and, and thought I haven't given this a proper test and wouldn't it be an absolute nightmare if it wasn't comfortable. And, um, and so I just didn't bring anything with me either. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's probably something to be said for that because you know everyone goes on about don't don't do anything exactly. different on the day of the race, sort of thing. I think it was the right thing, but I should have thought of an alternative water plan. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it is just it's weather. It's weather really, really caught us out, didn't it? And mm. um, I found it. I just found it really shocking. I found it shocking how much easier the one that I did on Friday was, which um, unsurprisingly was slower. Mm. um it, it and and actually there's more elevation on my usual loop as well so when i was trying to get my pb when i was i pretended to you that i wasn't going to get a pb <laughs> um, i'll take it nice and easy um so yeah it, there's more elevation so i have to go slower but it was the right time of day but it was colder i you know it was all it was all so much better so yeah. much better and i i don't know i think um so, well, well, actually, there's something I wanted to talk to you about was because um, I've had a couple of really, really interesting conversations recently about heart rate. Um, and obviously, obviously mm-hmm. running, running in summer heat is going to be more kind of a stretch on our kind of heart and lungs than running in kind of cooler weather. Yeah. So kind of that's something to be bearing in mind. Um, and I was just... So I commissioned a feature to go in the magazine. So spoiler, um, in August, we've got um, a really interesting feature on heart rate and heart rate training. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about training to different heart rate zones? No. Well, this sounds a lot like science to me. It is, which is where I'm going to get it really wrong, right? Okay, because <laughs> I never did science. I did geology, but that doesn't Ooh, really apply. Oh, very cool. I okay. know, but, you know, kind of igneous rocks aren't quite what we're doing they're here, not hugely relevant to running not, I suppose. not massively but i do like a nice piece of obsidian so mm. um there are five <laughs> zones apparently um and so like basically it's kind of you know one is the one is kind of walking and mm-hmm. and five is dear god i'm going to die yeah five is supposed to be your last kind of someone i wrote i read it in um i think it was laura fountain um, said something about saying it's like your last hundred meters of a park run or something. It's just you know when you're like oh here we when go. you have the wobbly legs and you yeah. you're fully numb anyway, so you might as well go full pelt. Exactly, and you certainly can't talk. So that's yeah. five. And um, there is a theory that zone two training 
So keeping making sure that you are always in zone two um, is really good for pushing your endurance. It's really good for an endurance run. So if you're training for anything over and above a 5K, Mm. it's really good to learn how to train in zone two. And it can feel really weird because it's actually quite slow. It's quite easy. And when people are learning... Yes, I know, right? This is why it immediately sounded quite appealing. Um, and another conversation I had was with, I, we, we've got some friends coming to stay this weekend and she's a runner and um, she's training for a marathon ahead of me with my marathon. And she was saying um, that she needed to do a 14 mile run this weekend. And that's not where I am at the moment. I've just done an 11. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I was like, well, maybe. Um, and she said, but, you know, don't worry about it because I'm going to do it all in zone two. Um, so and then I thought, thought mm, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to have a yeah. proper read to oh, you understand. What tube line are you yeah. taking to get there? <laughs> yeah. That's what Dave was saying to me. Anyway, so um, so I looked into it and um, and it does mean that it's so, it's so difficult for people that are not used to running in zone two to continue to remain in zone two. That normally what happens for runners is they have to take walk breaks to make sure that they bring their heart rate back down to zone mm. two. So then I look, do you have a Garmin or a, um, a watch? I don't. I, I, I have been thinking about getting one because mm. I think it would be really useful. I My problem is that I don't really like other people seeing. It doesn't matter. But I've got so many sporty friends who run at like eight minute miles or whatever mm. that I don't. I don't want them to see my almost double amounts. Yeah, that's so I don't Strava really like using up, yeah. yeah, like apps like Strava and stuff for my usual runs. Yeah. It's just for this I had to so that I could know how long I'd done. Sure. But I would quite like a Garmin, so it's just mine and I can just see what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Actually, you know, all of the stats and stuff that you get with Strava, you you probably get with Garmin all the other way around. I mean, you mm. know, it's all I, I find them very similar with Garmin I get there's way more stuff if you want to get really nerdy about it there are way more bits mm-hmm. and pieces that you can look at but um so it meant that I was able to go into all of my all of my runs which I've got on Strava and on Garmin because they link and you, you don't have to link them That's um good. but um yeah I looked at all my runs and I could see where all my zones are all my all my heart rate zones are for all my runs so for instance I did an 11 miler at the weekend and it was deeply hot. This was on Sunday. It was incredibly hot. Oh, the hottest day on yeah. record, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Esther Globally. went for a run on the hottest day on, on British records. <laughs> Dear God, I was pink after that. I must have been. And it was awful. I had a really, really horrible time with it. Um, and yeah, really, really unpleasant. Really did not enjoy it. And I came back feeling quite depressed with how my body had not coped with mm. the I, I mean I'd had a lot of water with me a lot of I had hydration I had electrolytes I had gels I had flapjacks I had everything um so I felt kind of prepped for it but I felt awful from about mile five so mm. then what was interesting was to go and look at my heart rate zones and see that for the majority of my run I was in zone five really so even though i was plodding like really plodding this is not fast running 
my heart rate was really elevated because of the heat and stuff because of the heat Mm. i had had a couple of glasses of wine the night before we'd had a barbecue so that would have affected it and obviously i wouldn't have had a good night's sleep the night before yeah um but yeah it's so it it was actually really lovely to be able to look at this and think oh my bloody hell i was really working some i even got an alert on my garmin about 10 minutes after i'd stopped running saying that i had an abnormally high heart rate which it does if you haven't come down within 10 minutes of not running it will give you a kind of a sort of crap you need an ambulance kind of (laughs) that's what it makes me think i just turn it off but um (laughs) but yeah clearly it was nice it was nice to know that actually there were external factors that were affecting Mm -hmm. it um but it also showed me because i then looked at all of my past runs at all the heart rate zones i have never run any run ever in zone two like occasionally Mm. zone three majority occasionally but mostly four mostly four touching into five and that's not because i'm pelting so um oh i'd love to know i'd love to know about that i don't think i get that information on strava is somebody going to tell me that i definitely (laughs) can (laughs) <laughs> Should I do not a lifetime that I've worked check? out not that I've worked out know. but then also I do see a lot of things on Strava that I I go oh uh, 11 yeah well that that sounds good and I, I never... have absolutely no idea what it means do you know what with Strava I also you know when it's telling you your pace mm. I, I don't I don't really understand it because sometimes no. it's pace in miles or sometimes it's in kilometers See that like splits. It does the splits. Oh yeah, yeah. Garmin does yeah. that too. Yeah. See, I'm saying splits because I know that's a thing, but it, I don't <laughs> really know. Does that just mean it breaks down your miles or your kilometers? Yeah, your splits are how fast you've done each mile. So okay, it, yeah, yeah. you know, or kilometer. Okay. If we're going to be metric and modern about it, which mm-hmm. I'm not, clearly not. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so let me see. I don't know if it does, but I've got. I pay for the pro thing yeah mm, see i don't do that and it keeps telling me i need to oh you should it's great it doesn't cost to. very much it's also really good because it's got a, a location thing on there so if, if you go for a run and you fall over like i do then it would would send something to doug you know that yeah that's is, good um i don't know i oh view analysis i'm viewing analysis right now um i've got pace elevation cadence even Ooh. Oh yes, it does have heart rate. It, it does, does have, heart, have rate. heart rate. Um, yeah, and it does have zones. Well, maybe in the meantime, while I'm thinking of whether I might get a Garmin or something, I should mm. upgrade my Strava because I would be so interested to know. Because I feel like I'm a complete plodder. I have shocked myself with how slow I really am. Yeah. Well, uh, like from uh, previous days of running my more recent runs I've looked at and gone god I'm slow but I'd be very interested as to what might because I think that reframes it all a little bit for me if I'm thinking about what heart rate zone I should be in rather than how many miles a minute oh, yeah I'm saying that obviously only singular mile per minute <laughs> but <laughs> um, I think well I think the What's really good is it then becomes very, very individual. So you're, there is no way that you are competing against anyone else on Strava or whatever mm. because your heart rate is your heart rate. I mean, apart from anything else, it's age-related. So your, heart, your zone two is different from my zone two. Mm. 
by a considerable margin, actually. So you find your max heart rate by it's 220 and you take off your age. Okay. That's your max heart rate. And so that, that max, that's your zone five, you know? So, uh, and then it kind of, it goes down in in levels from there. So Mm -hmm. your heart rate is going to be higher than my high heart rate. Mm -hmm. Um, So your experience you know, we could be running at completely different paces, different distances, whatever. Our experiences are all completely individual because it's based on so many different factors about our own kind of bodies and health yeah. and genetics and, you know, whatever. So um, it's really, really interesting. That's really interesting. Isn't it? I like this. I, I want love to it. learn more. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm, I just, I was just looking at something that, um, so Laura Fountain wrote our piece for us. Mm-hmm. I'm just seeing if there's anything else because I kind of cupped down some bits and pieces. Oh, yeah, here we are. Look. So zone two, zone two runs, you, and this is straight from Laura, and I'm, I hope she won't tell me off using her wording, but um, zone two runs use predominantly slow twitch muscle fat fibers, whereas a faster run will start to use fast twitch fibers. Slow twitch muscle fibers are full of mitochondria, so this mm-hmm. is the cell power banks, and capillaries. This means that the muscle gets a better blood flow and with training becomes more efficient at using this extra oxygen supply as energy. Plus, it reduces your chances of injury. So it's, she then says that a well-rounded training program, um, so let's pretend that that's what we do, should see <laughs> runners working in all training zones. So we, don't, we shouldn't just run in just that zone too. But, okay. for, but our long runs, we could try start practicing running in zone two because yeah. that's a hell of a lot more comfortable doesn't it it does i'm very <laughs> excited by the idea of slowing down yeah it just it sounds it sounds brilliant so um yeah and then oh then she goes into what all the zones are so you do your 220 minus your age um and that's your maximum heart rate and then you use that to determine all your zones i mean you'll be able to find it online to be honest mm-hmm. so um and they, they even sort of say here that zone one you could do your recovery runs in, in zone one, but I don't think I'd be able to do that. No. I, it's too, it's kind of, I think it's a walk really. Yeah. It'd be uncomfortable to try and run that slowly. Do yeah. you think? <laughs> I just don't think, I don't, well, maybe, I don't know, but I don't have, I don't have any indication on any run that I've done that I've ever spent any time in that zone particularly. Yeah. Um, so, and the other ones that you sort of walk up, work up kind of 60 to 70 to 80 to 90 percent and you work through from two to five um so i think particularly in light of the fact that we're now thinking about the half um, and that's going to be warm that's yes. the thing i'm nervous about mm. but we've got what we've got brilliantly is warm months leading up to it so we can practice in the warmth and yeah. if we can take a step almost like a step back by kind of listening to our heart rate um, on the longer runs which and I guess that's the other thing that I found really upsetting on Sunday was the long run is the one run I look forward to mm, I love I like it so run. much and and because I'm doing the kind of 11 12 mile thing now that's you know it's a good chunk of an audiobook it's time to myself you know I'd, I absolutely love it and I feel brilliant afterwards apart from yeah. on Sunday where I felt like shite so it's um, mm. anyway um, As we've said before, I really feel like having a podcast that you're well into or an audiobook that you're really excited to oh, hear. Oh, God, yeah. It pushes you out there. Oh, it so does. It yeah. so does. I mean, I'm Especially listening to because a really... I wouldn't put it on No, I wouldn't put it on at home. No, no. 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 I'm, I'm listening to a really depressing kind of um, 
memoir about uh, Mormon life in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brilliant. I can't yeah. get enough of it. Absolutely love it. Um, yeah, it's great. Educated, it's called. It's really, really good. Um, so, yeah, it's stuff like that. And I just think, oh, yeah, I just I want to listen to... To, to that and then you know it me i get out of childcare for a couple of hours it's you mm-hmm. know, oh oh i absolutely love it so it's a bit of a shame when it doesn't work so i'm i think this zone two stuff i'm i'm beginning to wonder if it might just be like the answer to our prayers i hope you know? so but we need to figure out how you're going to do it because you need to get a watch yeah i do or upgrade to strava pro, pro. Whatever it's called yeah yeah um and I need to have a little kind of rootle around in Strava to see if there's a way in which, because I know that other pe- people with like Apple watches, I know that it can kind of give you a kind of a buzz if you're not in your zone at that time, oh, um, that. which is useful, isn't it? So, and I think, I think I might be able to set up Garmin to do something like that. Um, do you know but, what I really want? Yeah. My friend Lex, who I sometimes run with, she had a system, whatever she was using. I don't think she has a watch, actually. So I think, oh, no, she does. I think it's an Apple Watch, so similar uh, thing. She has it so that it goes mile 11 in her ear while she's going, oh, really? I would love that so much. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I must admit, when I did the virtual London, I loved that. I did loved that tell it. you when you hit the next mile? Yeah. Oh. It's like when you're actually doing a race and you've got the big old cardboard yeah. thing that says 11 or something and you just think, I love it. I'm amazing. It's amazing. Although, to be honest, I did zone out after a while and I remember I remember it being a bit like, I did a 10K up in um, uh, Inverness mm. a couple of years back. I remember that. Uh, yeah. I oh, think. God. It, oh, it was mm. lovely. But what I remember particularly about that one is that I missed one of the kilometre markers. So I remember running and just thinking, my God. God, I'm slow, you know, because I haven't was, hit the next one. I haven't yet. hit the next one. Yeah. I'm, I'm on four, and and the joy of seeing six sort of spring up in front of me and just going, oh, you know, I've done it, I've done it. You yeah. know, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I've just missed the five one, and but to have that in your, I, I did realise when I was doing the, the London Marathon that I missed them too. Yeah, it was like sort of so focused kind of thing, and so when like Paula Radcliffe suddenly chirped up in my ear to say that I was on my whatever, it was like, oh. Oh, oh, but yeah, isn't that the biggest joy that you you oh, zoned yeah. out? So it sort of didn't even really count didn't. as that horrible. Yeah, and then you've surprised yourself by being further forward than you but, were. Yeah, I did overhear, overheard at Bath Half, um, whenever oh. it was that we actually did it with people a couple of yeah. years ago, back in the before times. Oh. Um, and I overheard the complete opposite, where somebody, you know, when it's a cert- when it's a loop, yeah. And on the bath half, some of them said 11 and next to it, it would oh, say five. That is depressing. Yes. I did yeah. hear somebody go, Dad, we've done 11. And I was like, no, uh, not yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that is really upsetting. And then also, I, th- I think they've, they've um, it's not as bad as it was before. They, they are like, w- the other thing that they do is they also had kilometre markers because you'd get a 10K chip time as well as a, a 13 mile. Yeah, um, and so it, it, yeah, you'd see it going like nine, ten. You'd be like, oh no, not quite. Yeah, not an Olympian today. What a shame. Oh, I, that's a huge part of it for me. Is my psychological? How am I going to count myself 
and then sort of reward myself. Yeah. When we did the Snowden walk over last week, that I feel like I've got a lot of those in my little bank. Yeah. Of kind of how I how I break down tough challenges. And yeah. I was just got a bit emotional thinking about it because I thought like, this is all running that's done this to me. It is all running. Is yeah. that now I look at things in little bite-sized chunks. The only thing that was psychologically awful then was people kept we kept asking people, not a good idea. If I'm not sure I would have asked people if it was just me, how yeah. long the people oh, that were coming down, how yes. long we had till we got to the top. Yeah. And they kept saying half an hour for about an hour and half, an hour and um, a half, maybe. I think it was uh, about three half an hours yeah. as we were going. And um, psychologically, that's not that's ideal. Not great. Not great. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, but I think... Um, for the run, you know, especially on a course that's been laid out for you. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love breaking things down like that. Playing yeah, the math. The math is brilliant. And I think yeah. um, that also, that's another thing that failed me when we were doing the 10k um in that i normally set my run like my run to start like on garmin i normally set that pretty much outside my front door but i live on the side of a hill yeah so i have all the kind of the sort of clumping down the hill bit yeah me too and I that's about down. a third of a mile and then i'm on the flat and then i have to run for about another third of a mile to get onto the canal path and then it's kind of there's the run proper kind of thing. So w- what really got me was me trying to think to myself, right, how far do I have to go before I turn around and come back to make it 10K? Yeah. And so I was thinking, well, I was thinking to myself, well, it has to be three and a half, doesn't it? And anyway, it was trying to work it all out. And then I was thinking, but then I'll run seven, but I'm not going to run back up the hill again. So I need it to end. Before, yeah. You know, and I did end mm-hmm. up, even with getting my 6.15, like running up and down, like like yeah, high street. I, a bit. I had to do a like I think I ran to the co-op and then I was like, oh bollocks, and then yeah. I ran a bit further <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. like, I was definitely doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that not being a thing anymore. I've I've generally I really like virtual racing. It's so yeah. much less stressful. Yeah. It's really nice that you don't have the kind of pressure, like you're only competing with yourself. And it's yeah. I love that. But I will enjoy the relaxed feeling of knowing that somebody's planned your route for oh you. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I do you know wait. what? I am so looking forward to that half. I'm looking forward yeah. to everyone talks about, I've never done the two tunnels and everyone talks about how nice and cool it is in there. I love it. You yeah. know, I, I <laughs> sing the praises of the two tunnels. I can't <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. So it just sounds really, yeah. And to have the mile markers there. Um, I think, you know, a half marathon, you've now, you've wanged two of them now, Hole. You're going to, mm. it's going to be so simple for you to do that. Yeah. And that's flat, actually isn't where it, well. I did. Yeah. Pretty flat. And that's where I did the, um, the majority the virtual, of the virtual, virtual half. half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went out to something like Moncton Coombe. Oh, nice. And just came back again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to everybody who doesn't live in Bath. We do like to <laughs> list, especially if we live in an area where we've got places called Moncton Coombe. Moncton Coombe, which is like <laughs> the poshest place in the world, yeah. with the poshest school in the world. I yeah. was going to say, I only think I know it because of the poshest school in the world being there. Oh, I used to take Felix swimming there. There was they've got like this, well, as you could imagine, an amazing swimming pool that they hired out the weekends for mm-hmm. for, for weenies. And I, yeah, I used to take Felix when she was she was Diddy, and they also have their extremely posh nursery attached to it 
Oh. And so there was all these beautiful children playing beautifully outside. And Felix would always say, can I go there? And it's like, um, yeah, you know, well, if granddad wasn't a socialist and if mummy, <laughs> <laughs> if mummy earned a little bit more, then maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so we've got eight weeks to the half. Um, oh, lovely. That's loads of time. I felt yeah. like it was sooner. What's the date again? I always do this. 15th of August. Have you entered? Yes, but I need to put Good it in time. my calendar. Yeah, 15th. Um, 15th. And I think, oh God, Holly, we're going to have to take it easy. We're going to have to take it easy. We can't bomb it. I know. We can't bomb it. And we can't. Fine. Not planning on a... Um, sorry, I'm writing it down now in my calendar. Yeah. That's rude on the podcast. No. Um but well, yeah, I don't think I can possibly plan a PB. If I'm being honest with myself, I would like to run it somewhere between the first half marathon that I did yeah. and the most recent one. I'd yeah. like to take a little bit less time, but I did a walk run and I'm very interested in whether the heart rate thing yeah. is going to be the answer to that because for a few miles that was fine but oh my gosh the walk running was quite tough going by the end when you just wanted to get it done yeah but knowing that if I plodded I probably wouldn't do it as quickly as walk running it was yeah it, it was not it, it was better I think than trying to plod the whole thing yeah at the time for me and my brain but I'm I'm yeah I'm not sure I want to do that again do you know um, that there is another term for walk running? Have you have you yes. ever heard it referred to as Jeffing? Jeffing, and who is he? Who is Jeff? I can't. That's probably sacrilege to say in the running community. Who is but Jeff? Who is Jeff? Don't ask me that. I think it might be. Is <laughs> it Jeff know. Galloway? I don't know. I've said that name, that and rings I'm wondering. A bell. It does ring a bell. I don't know. What I, I find very peculiar about that is that Felix's favourite toy is an owl called Jeff. So Aww. that's what I always think of. You but, think um, of him as, he's your Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Well, an American Olympian. At least I'm in the right. I think I might be right, you know. Jeff Galloway. Oh, my God. There is some actual information that has stayed in my head. Well um, done. Yeah. Thanks. And he just invented it, basically. Or yeah, there were probably some he, other people, that, but he's he invented a kind of a system, I think. I mean, loads of people do it and have, have done it, I'm sure. But um, mm. anyway, so, yeah, we, I think, I mean, I think you're, I'd be surprised if you didn't do what you want to do because your first one, was a proper race with Mar Marcus that we've just been talking about. Your exactly. second one was just doing Virtual. your own thing. This one is going to be a race, but so much more friendly. Very few people comparatively. That's the only thing I'm a bit nervous about there. I'm a bit worried about people watching me. Yeah. I'm nervous about coming last. Oh, you won't come last. I might do. You will not. I, that was something that I was quite confident about with the bath half when we did it with people were, I think there were, I, I was sure there was always going to be an elephant or something behind me. And I don't say that in a mean way to a, no, I mean, a literal, yes. yeah, literal uh, yeah. man in an elephant costume. <laughs> I knew that I was always going to be him. Actually, I think he mm. might have been me in the end, but yeah. I knew that there were a bunch of those kind of people behind me who were doing it for charity, who might not yeah. necessarily have trained particularly hard for it and were wearing massive great, costumes in the shape of a pint glass or something so i thought that's going to be fine but i'm guessing this time fewer people maybe people who might take things a bit more seriously very flat course so people who might be trying to get pbs what if i come last 
then we laugh about it and it's all fine. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> the one thing to bear in mind is that they will probably set us off in waves. Uh, so actually the chances of coming last, unless you're in the, if you're in the last wave, you know, then I think there's everything to be said for coming last because there will be a last group of people. Um, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be set off in waves according to the times that we've put in. It's a really friendly race. So this is not, you know, Mo Farah is not going to be making an appearance at the relish to more, to, more to the pity, really. Um, yeah. we, we know this is not an elite race. So there's going to be lots okay, and lots good. of happy, very, it's a very local race, isn't it? So, um, yeah, true. I think I was just a bit nervous that it's, I don't know why I was getting a, a vibe of it being a bit more sporty than anything I'd done yeah. before, but yeah. be fine. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's that, but, um, I don't know. I don't know how, um, how much water will be available there so we we need to absolutely remember hydration packs and i was for my 11 miler at the weekend i packed a liter and a half mm. and got through a liter during and bearing in mind i i remember running a 20 mile run my, my last prep for the london and i only took a liter with me and that was mm. cold and i didn't finish it but okay. on, on the 11 mile weekend, I finished it all and started having the 500 mil that I'd got in a soft flask at the front. Okay. So, and that was only taking little sips. You just don't think you're going to get through it, but you do. Mm-hmm. You really, really do. So yeah, lots. my vest only holds a litre. So I might have to think about having a nice friend who can hold another bottle and, on the way around. Well, I think... Um, I think, think they'll we, have little cups. Yeah, I think there'll be water there. Okay. And um and that should be absolutely ample. It's it's just making sure that you have supplementary and not to rely on what's being offered at the race. Um yeah. just because you might want you know, and I, I now I've now got to a point now where I wouldn't run a race without it, even if it was heavily manned with loads of stations, because if I want a drink, I want a drink and I want it then. Yeah. You know, I've got so used to it and I'm so used to running with it. But you're right about you know, you have to learn how to run with it with particular clothing. And if I run with short sleeve top and without a collar, then mm. I use anti-chafe cream. That's what I need to get because yeah. that's the only thing I'm worried about is um, the combo of I'm not going to want to wear a long sleeve with no my hydration vest if it's a boiling day. Yeah, it adds and heat as well. Yeah, and that's the only time that it's super comfortable. So I might have to get some chafy stuff. Yeah, get some chafy stuff. There's loads of really nice ones. Um, I, I mean, body glide. I think glide for the is quite half yeah. marathon last time, and yeah. that was that was good. I've got one by Premax, um, mm-hmm. which is they've got an anti chafe and some other thing which is very similar sounding, um, but both work really nicely. And sunscreen hull, sunscreen. <laughs> yes. We were yeah. going to talk about skincare. We'll have we to, were. We were. Oh, next time. But I we have need nutrition been doing and a, a, yeah, a SPF every day on my face recently because I kept get I kept burning my face and I'm I'm not very good at remembering to wear sun cream. I, it's a, a, I've been thinking about it a lot recently that I definitely have I've always associated having a tan with being healthy and mm. looking. Uh, yeah kind of looking looking healthy and i'm having a a quarter life crisis about it at the moment 
and I'm yeah, desperate not to get tanned. <laughs> yeah, it's um I remember I remember making that switch because it's kind of it's it's you know, it, a tan might look healthy, but a crepey bosom Mm. slightly too early in life <laughs> is, is that oh the, the crepey the crepey um yeah crust but, oh it's not what you want is it no. so um and you know i used to i felt the same about freckles i'm very pale skinned and mm. i used to feel the same oh isn't it lovely it's sunshine my freckles have come out and then when people make the links between freckles and skin cancer it feels less healthy so, I know it's sad because um, they. I love. I. I'm the same. I'm not a very freckly person, but when the sun comes out, I get a freckly nose. Me too. And I love it. Maybe yeah. we'll have to start drawing them on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my kids are just uh, walking freckles, and that's fine. Um, absolutely fine. It's just yeah, making sure that they're covered in factor fifty every single day until they are twenty and can sort of apply it themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they hate it. They hate having sun cream applied to them. Yeah, my dad hates having sun cream on so much that I've seen him argue, shout at my mum for trying to put it on his face. He really doesn't like it. Yeah. Slimy and like, I quite, I feel quite sort of like I'm beautifying myself. It's moisturising, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe chaps are, are less used to the moisturising Yeah, bang, so it's more slather me in whatever creams you got going i love it <laughs> I, I love feeling like i'm being it makes me feel like i'm at a spa <laughs> oh so look have you have you run this week are you running this week uh, so last week i didn't go on any runs i did lots of walks on yep. my little walking holiday and I think I might go this lunchtime, you know, I, I was going to talk to you about this, actually, because I, it has really knocked my confidence, the whole heat thing. Yeah. And I need to get over it at some point, because as we've said, we're going to have to do some of this training for the half marathon in warmth. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't sure. I didn't go yesterday because I was like, I'm not going to. It was warm and I didn't want to, but it is going to be warm today and warm tomorrow. And it's now starting to push into if I want to avoid the heat, I'm not going to be able to run until the end of the week. And I'd quite like to do a run mm-hmm. today or tomorrow lunchtime. Yeah. Um, but I'm a bit nervous to go back out there in the sun. Oh, I would. Well, I wouldn't go out at lunchtime. I would go out in the morning. I'll go out in the morning. Maybe I'll go mm-hmm. out tomorrow morning then. And just do a small one. Yeah. Just do your yeah, two, three miles. It always feels really nice coming back after doing a longer distance. Yeah. To just tootling around. Yeah. And oh I yeah, I love it. I love doing my usual circuit and just thinking, ah, that's nice. Yeah, you sort gentle. of just relax back into it kind of thing. Yeah. So if we've got sort of roughly eight weeks, seven, eight weeks, um, then you need to think about your mileage for your long run. Um, and yeah. what's the longest run that you did ahead of the half last time? Was it like 10 or 11? Yeah, I did 10, but the 10. time before I did 11 and I think I felt a little bit more comfortable having done okay. 11 before it. So, uh, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. So yeah, you can start at kind of four, four, between four and five miles this weekend. Nice. Would, would that be achievable? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I think I'm going to go home and see my family for father's day and i really like running in the little village where my parents live it's really oh, chill and very flat fab okay so i might do that then smashing so do do between four and five this weekend and then between five and six the following weekend and then in between one recovery easy nice plod 
mm-hmm. um, and then let's do some tempo or hills on that other one and try and do that early morning particularly if it's anything like this kind of warmth cool um, because kind of huffing up a hill in heat is no oh. fun i did see actually someone that i know from uni did a did a marathon mm. um over the weekend and Ooh. um yeah i think it was on that sunday a marathon oh, posted a picture on instagram that morning like marathon ready here i go and then a few hours later in hospital no yeah Yeah. oh my god i know let's not do that no i didn't really like him but it's neither here nor there he shouldn't (laughs) have ended up in hospital that's a shame for him (laughs) (laughs) so uh so i guess i think what we need to do is just make sure that we feel prepared Mm. ahead of the 15th so it, and that the own the big way that we do that the confidence is just getting that mileage in isn't it so um and on every long run take your hydration pack with one or two flasks even if even if it's a you know a five miler and you normally would run five miles without anything but yeah, just get just used practice. to wearing it when you're running um and it's soft is it flasks, strange it? wearing yeah. it with only one do you feel off balance uh no we would only take a 500 mil on a five mile um no because i would balance i put my phone in the other okay cool and a gel or something but you may not be getting to gels till five six yeah you don't do gels though do you i don't really do gels i think i that's fine i think i'll do flask on one side and then i'll do phone tissues yeah Yeah. all of those bits on the other side and i think you'll very quickly see the first half mile, see that as a bit of a test drive because you'll very quickly figure out bits when you're running with it on that are Mm. irritating or not working. So if you hear your keys jangling, you might want to put them somewhere else um, or if something is moving. And I find the soft flasks, actually, if if the soft flasks aren't the one that came with the hydration pack, they can be a bit too tall, for instance, and flop over and start hitting you in the face while you're running. Oh, no. Stuff like that, where you're just going, ah! <laughs> um, so as long as you see that first, like, you know, 10 yards, half mile, whatever, something, as just like, a, like uh, let's not add this into my, my route and just figure out what, what rubs, what doesn't rub. Maybe you need to adjust the straps a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's going to be different from walking to running. So, yeah. Um, yeah, they were, they are slightly too tall which yeah so that's something to think about because that didn't bother me at all on the walk but maybe that's going to be a, something to bear in mind for the run yeah what what i ended up doing with the one because i had one on sunday was sort of drink having a great big gulp out of it and then sort of folding it over so that the kind of teat of it was pushing downwards mm-hmm. um and then that was fine but um yeah it was a bit of a pain in the bum yeah so that's what i think i'd definitely prefer the tube thing yeah, um, I saw some people with tube things. There were people running up and down Snowdon, running to the summit, running home. Amazing Ooh, people. Yeah, amazing, yeah sorry. Am- amazing, amazing people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, lots of them had tubes and I was like, oh, well, I'd give for a tube right now. Yeah. My, I've got, I do like my hydration vest. It is good, but um, I think I have to be careful about things like folding over the teats yeah. because they are the kind you have to gnaw on oh yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah God, do you everyone know did actually refer to them as my teats on holiday <laughs> <laughs> well they are so much so yeah. that we were we we had a, a nameless cover star um 
from a, a while ago. And I got these photographs in that were going to be on our cover. And I had to kind of, in the end, sort of send them back and just say, it, there's something very lactating mammal about this because of two <laughs> floppy hydration flasks at the front that were, that were, were sort of doing this. I don't yeah. know. It was just upsetting to kind of look at. And um, I think for ultra runners who are used to it, it's like, well, that's just, you know, how people Something look wearing happens. hydration. Yeah. But on a woman, I think particularly, it, it does is look quite funny. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Less. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with the tube. <laughs> yeah. I would really like a tube one day, but for the mm. moment, I've got my teats. Got your teats. Yeah. <laughs> So there we go. Among all the rubbish about running teats, there's some actual valuable content there about heart rate zones. I'm off for a long run this weekend where I'm going to try and stay in zone two. So I'll let you know how I get on. Drop me a line if this is your thing. It feels like uncharted territory for me and Holly, but quite exciting uncharted territory. Next time, we'll talk more about that half marathon prep, discuss our heart rate experiments and have a chat about skincare. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off. That's less than $2.95 a month. Go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter WRPOD at the checkout for your discount. Happy running. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.